Hello, hello. It's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Welcome back for another Beauty Rant, Beauty Rave episode. I am actually sitting in bed as I record this, which is actually perfect for today's topic. It's one that's near and dear to my heart, and I think it's going to resonate with a lot of you. So my rant is against being booked and busy. This is something that you hear a lot in our culture, in our vernacular. Oh, you're booked and busy. You've got so much going on. So my rant today is actually against being booked and busy. This is something you hear a lot in our culture and our vernacular. Oh, she's booked and busy. And it's usually considered a good thing. I think being booked and busy is like the cousin of grind culture, this whole rise and grind, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And then you have the rise of the side hustle. I feel like especially around the pandemic, there was so much conversation about, okay, you have to have a side hustle and then your side hustles have to have side hustles. It's not enough to have like a full-time job anymore. You have to also have various revenue streams. And I'm going to speak about women specifically because I think a lot of women have been conditioned to think about this with the girl boss era that we've just come out of, right? This whole idea that like you can accomplish everything and make a ton of money if you just work really, really hard pretty much all the time. Now, I also understand the irony of me having a rant against being booked and busy and grind culture because many people would say, Brooke, you have a million side hustles. You have a full-time job and you have this podcast and you're a mom and you're like a beauty content creator. And yes, I do. But here's the thing. Podcasting is actually one of the things that I get to do, not something that I have to do. It fills up my tank. It brings me joy. There are things, though, that I don't want to do, that I have to do, that I find draining. And that's just how capitalism works, right? Sometimes you need to do things in order to make money. Or sometimes you need to do things because to be a responsible adult, those things need to get done. But as I look at my schedule and as I look at my time more recently, I am realizing that I'm actually too, quote unquote, booked and busy. And I don't like it. And I'm coming to this realization that as I think about my schedule, I need to actually have more time scheduled to just live life. Now, I'm going to share a story of something that happened this week. I was supposed to do something. It was like some sort of Zoom interview. Uh, The schedules didn't work out and it got canceled. But I already had that hour of my schedule blocked off. So I was like, okay, now I'm free for the next hour. I was supposed to be doing this thing. So I took my AirPods And I said, let me just go out for a walk. It was a beautiful afternoon in New York. It was like about six o'clock. So from six to seven, I was like, I'm going to go for a walk. Umu was with Mavi. So I was like, I have have the hour free. I'm just going to go for a walk. I, of course, got my AirPods so I could listen to podcasts. And when I walk around, like I am a podcast listener. People listen to music. People ask me like, oh, what new music do you like? I don't know. I, I haven't I haven't listened to music in forever. I mean, of course, I listen to music at home, and but Umut mostly controls the music in our house. But anyway, I have my podcast queue lined up. I have my AirPods. I put on comfortable sneakers. I have no destination in mind. That's also the other thing. I had nowhere to go, nowhere to be, no errands to do, nothing to like pick up at the grocery store. And I decided I'm going to go to this frozen yogurt shop in the West Village. It's like about a mile walk and just people watch along the way. And it was such a lovely afternoon. I got to see just the energy of the city. I always get lots of fashion inspiration from walking around. I also got to catch up on my podcasts and just just time to like think and process and let creative energy and ideas flow through me. Of course, I got to enjoy an amazing frozen yogurt by myself. 
And then I just came home and I was like, that was so lovely. And that was an hour that I just happened to get as a gift because something was canceled. But what I realized from this experience is I could be more proactive about carving out an hour like that intentionally to just be, to just get ideas and inspiration and just have scheduled time that is intentionally non-scheduled. Now I'm going to make an analogy here to Marie Kondo. It's sort of not the same, but the way my brain works, it is the same. So Marie Kondo, organizing expert from Japan, you all know her, the life-changing magic of tidying up. In her chapter about like reorganizing desk spaces and closet spaces, she talks about the importance of having an empty shelf. She's like, just have one shelf that is empty that can be there for new things that come in. But also just to like, when you look at your space, it's nice to just have one shelf or one drawer that's empty. And I think that logic can be applied to your schedule as well. It's almost like you want to intentionally block off time to do nothing and give yourself permission to do nothing so that you don't, if you're like me, you feel guilty when you're just walking around doing nothing aimlessly, <laughs> just enjoying life because you feel like, oh, there's so many other things I have to do. I have a to-do list that's this many pages long. I should be doing those things. And when you're just, I don't know, browsing on your phone or just doing something that's not quote unquote productive, you feel like I should be doing the other things on my list. But I actually think one of the most productive things we can do is scheduling being non productive. And it's interesting because we've all come out of this experience, this global pandemic where we couldn't see anyone, we couldn't like do anything. And even as, you know, restrictions were loosening up, it was still perfectly acceptable to say no to social engagements because you didn't feel comfortable. Um, and our schedules just became a lot more free. We had a lot more time to ourselves. Now I find the invitations are flying. There's so many social engagements. And for me, one of the things that I just it's just a hard no, like social plans with people that I feel obligated to interact with. It's just like a hard no. Like if it feels like an obligation, I just simply say I'm unavailable. I don't make a, an excuse. I would say, I'll say, you know, thank you so much for thinking of me and extending the invitation. Unfortunately, I'm not able to make it. That's it. It's done. It's off of my schedule. It's not something that I, it's, I'm like, oh, I have to go to do this thing. And with social plans, it's easier, right? With work stuff, it's harder. And multitasking is something that a lot of people, including myself, this is this is really this whole intro rant is really a self drag against me. I'm someone that always says I can multitask, but multitasking, when you really look at it, it's like doing multiple things kind of poorly, right? People use it as a badge of honor. I'm so good at multitasking. Right now, I'm recording this podcast. I'm talking to you all directly. I'm not doing anything else. And that's why hopefully my communication is clear and you're able to follow what I'm saying. If I was talking to you and also scrolling on my phone and trying to watch something in the background, it would be a disaster. I have tried to really train myself to not multitask, to do one thing, move on, and then get to the other. And I find that multitasking, it's not just about efficiency and doing things well. For me, when I multitask on too many different things, I really do get burnt out. And burnout is so real, whether you are a creative, whether you work in corporate, whether whatever you do, even if you're a stay-at-home parent, burnout is very real. And once you're like totally burned out, that's like step one before depression and and much more kind of severe things that are like harder to pull yourself out of mentally. So for me, one of the ways that I 
avoid burnout is by not multitasking as much. And coming back to this idea of not being booked and busy, I saw this tweet that I wanted to share with you all. So the tweet is from the username is Lil Uzi Hurt, which is a very funny username. And it says, I don't want to be booked and busy. I want to be moderately scheduled and well rested. And when I saw that tweet, I was like, yes, that is the energy, right? Like b- the goal shouldn't be to be booked and busy. Like being busy is actually, I think, a negative thing. I think it's a negative thing. Like busyness, I feel like my heart rate goes up when I think about being busy. I want to be well rested. I want to be moderately scheduled. And I think this is the energy that we all need in our lives. I certainly need it in my life. And it's connected to a few very powerful movements happening right now. There is this whole trend towards the soft life that a lot of black women are claiming, saying, I don't want to be the strong black woman. I want to be soft. I want to have ease in my life. I want to relax. I want to talk to you all about the nap ministry, which is this Instagram account. It's just the nap ministry. It has like changed my life all about the importance of rest and how rest and taking naps is actually a radical act. We're going to take a little short break to hear from a sponsor, and then I will come back and share some resources and additional thoughts with you all. Today's episode is brought to you by This Is L, which is period care inspired by nature. You can look out for This Is L at several major drugstores, or you can order directly from their website, which is thisisl.com. It's 100% organic cotton period care, whether that's tampons or pads. And it's without the organic price tag. A lot of times more premium or organic tampons or pads are more expensive, but this is very, very price accessible, which I just love. And it's so interesting. Before I started working with This Is L, I hadn't really considered what was in my tampons that I was just, you know, just the regular tampons off the shelf. I hadn't thought, okay, I should be using organic cotton tampons. But now that I am, I really feel like this is the switch that more of us need to make. It's just so nice to have period care that doesn't have any synthetic or harsh, like potentially harmful ingredients in it because you want to take care of that region very delicately. So check out thisisl.com or look for L Organic Tampons wherever you shop for tampons and pads. All right, let's get back into the discussion. Okay, so I can't talk about the soft life without talking about Gen Z. There have been several articles about how Gen Z does not aspire to labor. There's been also this whole movement about quitting your job. There's a whole hashtag on TikTok called quit talk. All of these people that have quit their jobs that are draining and demoralizing, and they quit their jobs without another job lined up. And they're all kind of like encouraging each other to do it. Now, I also have to recognize there's a certain amount of privilege in being able to just quit a job because you find it mentally draining. That's that's privilege right there. But what I think is interesting is this idea that people are no longer necessarily aspiring to just like make a ton of money and like work, 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 work. A lot of people are aspiring to maybe make less money, but have more time to themselves to rest and enjoy life. And I think that's such a paradox from the whole girl boss era, side hustle era. Um, I think we're still in the like side hustle era. And again, speaking of someone with a side hustle, but this idea of I want to do the absolute most. I want to make as much money as possible and I want to get there however I can, sleep and rest be damned. 
I think we're shifting out of that. And I think Gen Z has been more and more vocal about how they do not want to work themselves to death, which I think is important. Now, I also want to talk about this trend of the soft life. This is so interesting to me. I've seen so many black women talking about this, that they do not want to be held up as like the paragon of strength and resilience, that they actually want to be maybe taken care of sometimes or get the easier way out of a situation or just not be so defined by being strong and resilient that they want to be soft and live a soft life and make their lives easier. I'm going to play audio from um, a TikTok creator who did this little skit about the soft life. And before I play the clip, let me give you just a little visual. So there's like classical music playing in the background. She has a crown in her on her head. She has these long, beautiful dreadlocks. Someone is off camera, like pouring champagne into her cup. She has a red lip. I will link to it in the show notes because it's a phenomenal little clip, but let me play the audio. Soft life. More than just a lifestyle. It's a way of life. I will not partake in struggle. I have opted out of strife. I'm taking everything in my stride, for I cannot come and die. I will do the bare minimum. I won't be working hard. I'll be hardly working. If it doesn't serve me, it don't deserve me. I'll book flights and I won't think twice. I'll treat myself. Who cares the price? I will chop life and all of its sweetness. If I broke none of this Amen to that. I absolutely love that poem that she created. But it's this idea of living a more soft and relaxed life. And check out the hashtag soft life to see more examples of this. I'm so excited that this is in the discourse. Now I have to end by sharing one of my favorite discoveries of 2022. This Instagram account called the nap ministry. It's by a woman named Trisha Hersey. And it is all about how rest and resistance is a radical act, especially for black people, the importance of people of color to take time to actively rest. And I think it's very interesting that we could even feel guilty about resting or taking a nap. And she talks a lot about slavery and our ancestors. And it's just very, very interesting to me because I also feel guilty if I, t- like if I took a nap, and it's different now because I'm a parent, right? But if I took a nap at two o'clock on a Saturday, I would probably feel guilty. And I really shouldn't feel guilty. Not only should I not feel guilty, I should feel great about that because that rest is productive. Now, one of the things that she talks about in slavery is that if you are the ancestor of slaves, they were not permitted to rest. Like they were not allowed to rest. And if you think about what our ancestors would have wanted for us, they probably would have imagined a life with a lot more time to rest and a lot more leisure, right? So now we have that available to us, but so many of us don't choose to take it. Now, we all know that burnout culture leads to sleep deprivation. And there was a study back in 2015 that found that compared to white participants, black participants were five times more likely to sleep less than six hours a night. Now, We all know sleep, lack of sleep has such negative impacts on our overall health. It also negatively impacts our overall mood. Like sleep is so, so critical, which is why I think the work that she's doing to encourage black people in particular 
to think about rest and the power of naps is so powerful. Now, she also talks about naps being like a form of reparations in a sense. And I love this quote from her. She says, this is about more than naps. We are attempting to disrupt a toxic system that ties our worth to how much we produce. Our bodies do not belong to capitalism. We know better, rest and resist. I think that's so powerful, this idea that our sense of self-worth oftentimes comes from how much we produce. And that's such a false narrative. It's something that I need to break myself out of thinking and really just reorient myself around taking care of my own well-being and resting and, and understanding the importance of that rest. There are other amazing things on the NAP ministry Instagram, like you are not a machine, stop grinding. And I just love following it because it's that 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 reminder for me as I'm scrolling my feed and seeing people that are doing amazing things in their career and I congratulate them and I love that I love to see people killing it and going after their dreams and it's like one highlight after another it can start to make you feel like oh should I be doing more could I be doing more but actually sometimes you need the reminder that you should be doing less and I think doing less is really powerful so I'm releasing this on a Friday afternoon Hopefully you're listening to this on the weekend and you're resting as you're listening to this. I, I, I envision people listening to this episode reclining in some way or going for a walk or just being around their house in peace. And the little homework assignment that I'm going to give to everyone listening now is actively schedule time to rest. Go ahead. Look at your schedule. I found a great quote. A plan is what? A schedule is when, and it takes both a plan and a schedule to get things done. Now, you're not going to magically be like, oh, forget my to-do list. I'm going to rest. I think we need to actively schedule time to rest. So look at your week ahead and say, okay, on Thursday from 5.30 to 6.30, I'm going to go for a walk, or I'm going to bake these complicated cookies that... Um, you know, require my full attention to bake and I'm going to play music or a podcast or whatever I like to do. And I'm going to do that on Thursday. And on Sunday, I'm actually going to take a long bath. And then maybe after that bath, I'm going to read that book that I've been meaning to start reading. And then maybe I'm going to take a nap as well. We need to actively schedule time to rest and recuperate so that we can energize ourselves, be stronger for ourselves and be therefore better to one another as a community and just create more harmony and peace in our lives. I hope you all enjoyed this mini episode. I have been so encouraged by the feedback that I received from you all in the DMs. You know, my DMs are always open. You can always DM me at Brooke DeVard or on our Instagram community at Naked Beauty Planet. But it's been so rewarding to share just my solo thoughts with you all. I have like this running notepad of all of these ideas that I want to come and speak to you all with for these kind of little weekly check-ins beyond the Monday episodes. Monday's episode is going to be great as well. I'm speaking to Michelle Ranavat, who's created this gorgeous Ayurvedic beauty line. I'm really excited for you all to hear that. And I hope you all are just resting and relaxing and enjoying this episode, reclining somewhere, maybe walking, maybe cooking, and you will hear from me soon. So until next time, thank you so much for listening.